Welcome to the podcast of Grace and Peace Church. These are the teachings from our Sunday gatherings. We are supported by listeners like you who find value in the mission of discipleship. If you'd like to give financially, check out our website, our Instagram, or our Facebook for the giving tab. And thank you for partnering with us and keeping the mission alive. Grace and peace to you. We're here to light candles. So we're going to light a few of them at first. I'm going to share a little bit about the last two candles, and then we'll light them all together, okay? So the first candle, does anyone remember what that first candle represents? Hope. It reminds us, teaches us, centers us around the hope that we find in Jesus. Does anyone remember the second candle? Peace? Are you guys sure? 100%? All right, this is the candle of peace. And in a time where there is very... Ho, 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 ho. We got, we got this candle to cover first. I know, they're eager, they're excited. I see all the hands up. Um, we're going to pray a special prayer over this candle because of the lack of peace that we experience around the globe currently in certain parts of the world, um, as well as even here. And so, Lord, what we want to do is we want to recognize that, recognize that we long for God's peace to come into our world as it exists. And, um, and so I'm just going to say, Lord, hear our prayer. And you repeat after me. Lord, hear our prayer. Third candle. Does anybody know? Joy. We talked about this one last week. And in light of that previous candle, joy that we talk about here during Christmas and Advent is not happiness. It's part of it. But happiness is different than joy. Happiness is based on circumstances. Joy is based on hope and the fact that Jesus invites us into this kind of peace and to be peacemakers, as Carissa spoke about the week before that candle was lit, correct? And so there's an invitation as we go through and light these candles during Advent to participate in what God is doing and what he invites us into during this season. That it's not just a, I don't know, Big smiles and candy canes, which is part of it. That's happiness. That's part of that that may exist. But there may also be challenges that are faced during this season and around this globe, right? That now we say, this is what Jesus entered into to say, I want to bring peace. I want to bring joy. I want to bring hope within your lives in the context that you live in. And so I want to talk about these for a little bit. um, And then we'll light that last candle. Does everybody have a candle? I want to make sure you're all ready to go. Okay. Make sure you have a candle. And um, families, feel free just to, like, if you need to get up, there's a bathroom right there. There's one right there. Recommend not using that one because everyone will hear everything that happens right here. This this kind of church we are, okay? Um, But uh, if you need to get up, if you need to go to the bathroom, if you need to, like, you know, get some sweet treats back there or just take a walk, whatever, just I hope you feel at home, okay? Don't feel like you're disrupting anything. Um, That's why I came in just banging this chair on the way in. I promise. Just kidding. Um, but feel like you just make yourself at home. You're not interrupting anything. Um, this season is unique, isn't it? Um, it's unique that we come together and we're going to light these candles. It's unique that we find ourselves in this place, in this moment, in this time. And I think sometimes we can miss what's happening because we're thinking about what's happening tonight, tomorrow, this week what's happening outside of this place right now, but I hope that you can just have a fresh of breath air just to say, we're here, 
There's a roof over our head. We're together. And what we're celebrating is what I want to talk about here for a few moments. Because some people, you might be saying, it's not time to celebrate. And you might be saying, I don't understand this whole thing and why we celebrate and what Advent's all about and why these people are lighting candles right now. Um, But I hope that at the end of these few minutes, this little devotional I want to share, um, Jesus' heart becomes clear as to why we're here and why we're doing what we do. Um, What comes to mind when you guys think of Advent? Candles. Anything else? Anything else come to mind when you think of Advent? Jesus. All right. Calendars. All right. Some of you might be thinking of the cardboard candle calendar that you open up and it's got the little chocolate doors or the doors, cardboard doors with chocolate hidden inside. Um, and you pull those open. And for many of us, myself included, that's what I thought of when I thought of Advent growing up. It was chocolate behind a door, which is great. I'm not going to argue that. Like, come on. If you don't like chocolate, then there's candy canes, right? Uh, There's something else. But you can't argue that. It's beautiful. It's delicious. It's tasty. Um, I hope that we can see that Advent is so much more than that. And some of you guys have been journeying with us as we talk about it and as we've been lighting the candles. But today's a really unique day because this Advent, the love candle, the one that represents Christ's love, gets lit at the same time that the Christ candle gets lit. And that may not sound super intriguing or interesting to you, but I hope that as we talk about it a little more, you'll see that the love of Christ steps in to our mess and our situation. And I've been asking myself, what's Christmas meant to do to us? Okay, like what's it meant to do to us? What's it meant, like why do we have this tradition that's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years that has been woven into the fabric of what it means to be a church. Um, and what's it, so what's it meant to do to us? Like, what's it meant to teach us? And Advent is a season, if you look it up, if you Google it and you start researching it, it's a season of expectation. It's expecting the birth of Christ, which all of you, thank you, all the families, everybody who is helping read the stories, um, the scripture passages, and helping us remind ourselves of the birth of Christ of God taking on flesh and blood to be here with us, um, that that is the expectation that we all have uh, in Jesus. And it's not just baby Jesus, eight pounds, seven ounces, whatever. Um, It's about the Jesus that comes, lived a life, that taught how to live, modeled what it's like to live in humility, and then demonstrated that. And we talk about that at Easter, so I'm not going to get into that. But right now we're going to celebrate the Jesus, the life, that he represents and that he invites us into. And so um, Christmas to me is that expectation, expectation of not just the future Jesus that is coming to return, um, not just the future, the Jesus that came 2,000 years ago, but the Jesus that comes to us right now. And if that's a new concept to you, I would just encourage you to think about the fact that Jesus doesn't, didn't just come back in the day and isn't just a future thing. It's a present thing, and it's a present thing that longs to bring life and life to the full. And the best way that, as I study Scripture, the best word that I could come up with to describe what this season is doing and what Jesus is doing is rescue. Maybe you've heard that term, that he's our rescuer. Um, Jesus entering into creation, taking on a physical body, flesh and blood, is him, is God saying, I want to rescue you from 
these things that exist that destroy us, that pull us away from true life and life to the full. And what I want to do to kind of capture this is ask this question. I was reading this devotion this week and it was talking about how there are people in our lives, maybe as a kid, that were people that you could trust. And maybe you can think back on somebody that you could trust, that somebody that was dependable, somebody that demonstrated a loyalty, somebody that when you got hurt, when the world hurt you in some way, when you scraped your knee, that person was there. Can you think of that person? And I just want to say sorry if that person doesn't exist, if that doesn't come to mind right now, because we're going to talk about that a little more in a second. But that person exemplifies what Jesus was doing, exemplifies what love looks like and how it's expressed through when we encounter that person that we can go to and we can have just a a deep trust that whatever we're going through, we can bring to them and they're going to be our comforter. They're going to be somebody who cares, who expresses deep trust. That's what Jesus longs to do. The faith that we have in Jesus expresses that. And that's what we celebrate. And so when we talk about celebrating, I know that can seem like just a big party, but what we celebrate is this beautiful promise that we see in Advent in these candles of love being expressed towards us, an invitation to be participants in what it looks like to love others, right? Because we're not just invited into just me, myself, and I having a great, amazing time being loved and being cared for, but Jesus invites us into this process of participation, and that's what we've been talking about these last few weeks, of participating in what it means to be an expression of that love to the people around us. That we get to be people that, when other people scrape their knee, so to speak, they can come to you and you're a healer. You're somebody who can bring life to that situation, comfort, somebody who will be a listening ear, maybe a hug, an arm around your shoulder, That's what I see in this season and expressed through Advent. One passage that sums up Jesus coming here on earth and what we celebrate is John 1.5. And it says, In him was life, and that life gave light to all. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot extinguish it. And to me, that so well sums up what this season is about. That light came into darkness. That whatever darkness we experience, even if it's a small-scale darkness that we experience on our daily life or challenges that we face, the rescue, the fact that Jesus says, I come to bring life. I stepped into that to bring life. And that's how John describes it in the gospel. The first thing of like, this is Jesus. Baby Jesus came in and in him was life. That life was light to all. And that's why we light the lights, because light does a beautiful job of illustrating what it looks like to shine light in the midst of darkness. And many of you maybe experience that, where you're in darkness and you stub a toe or whatever, because you're like, I can't see what's going on around me. And you're frustrated, and the unknown darkness around you, is it can, it can wreck you, right? But then the moment you bring in the smallest amount of light, it sheds light on the situation. It begins to reveal what's happening around you and how you can begin to navigate 
the room or whatever the situation you face in. And so how does this begin to play out? I just want to share a couple of things about the fact that there's an internal light that shines into us, um, as I mentioned, uh, that as we begin to experience this life, there's an internal level that Jesus comes to set us free from all the things that we face. We personally will face all kinds of darkness. Some of it is things that have, people have done to, to us or choices that we make. Um, personally, I've experienced many of these things, this list that I came up with to think about ways that darkness has entered into my life. And that is sometimes through the love of the wrong things. And the love of the wrong things, a lot of times when I begin to love money, right? When I begin to love money more than anything else, it begins to, there's a darkness that starts to come into my life because I get distracted. I start to put money over other people. Possessions, when my possessions rule me and I become so enamored with what I'm going to get for Christmas, right? When I get so enamored with the things that I own that those things come before my relationships with people, that when something gets broken, I'm like, oh, I more, care more about the object than I do the person, right? Those of your parents and have kids, you've experienced that before. When things are smashed or broken and you're like, no, I love my children more than the TV, right? <laughs> than whatever broke. Um, I see some of you guys looking around. Um, for some of us, maybe it's been drugs, alcohol, where we put our love into these substances that we think, oh, this will bring joy. This will bring happiness. This will make me feel better. But we all know that that's temporary. Even approval from others. And I know that's not just in high school. But that happens as we grow up as well. That We want to win approval from family members, from people that we work with. We do things. We make decisions based on approval rather than just really what we love to do, right? And that robs us of the light. That robs us of true contentment. And to me, it's such a breath of fresh air to sit at this season and be reminded as we light the candles to say, in him was life, that Jesus came to bring that life, to push back that darkness, because that darkness so quickly creeps in and we go, oh, just if I had this, this, and this, then I'd be happy. And what Jesus comes and says to us in this is, none of that will make you happy. I guarantee it. And many of you experienced that, and maybe we, it takes us a lifetime of experiencing and going, you know what, yeah, I stepped in that rut again. But we have to begin to learn that oh, Jesus is truly where the life is found, and he begins to push back that darkness in our lives, and it's still pushing back that darkness and that temptation in my own life because I get caught up in things. I get distracted. So that's the internal part of it. And then the, the outward, external portion of what Jesus begins to do here in Christmas, in Advent, is Jesus came to set the world free. It wasn't meant to just be for us. It's not meant to be just those who sit here and light candles um, and talk about Jesus and discover Jesus. It's meant to be for all of creation. That What Jesus is doing is making all things new. That he's coming in and setting us free, but then allowing us encouraging us, inspiring us to be peacemakers, to be participants, right? To step into what it means to light these candles of love, joy, peace. That we don't just get that hope for ourselves, but we are invited to bring that hope to others. 
It only takes a second for us to look around the world and begin to see as we prayed for the peace candle that peace does not exist everywhere. Um, There are pockets of peace, but there are also a lot of darkness that exists. And one of the things I did last night was begin to look at globally, what are things that are going on around the world where people are experiencing darkness? And the list is overwhelming. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer or just encourage, like, just doing this, but I would say go home and do some research and begin to see what's going on around the world, and you'll begin to see that not everybody can sit in a room like this right now as we do. But the invitation that Jesus has is that we get to be participants, that we get to be involved in what it means to bring this kind of love to the world. Many of you are participants in that. And what I want to highlight is that what we see here in Advent is this rescue plan. Again, that word rescue just comes up over and over in my life that as I begin to look at what Jesus is doing is a rescue. And we become participants in that. People who participate in that rescue inspire us, don't they? Many of you have seen people that are participants in what it looks like to be trustworthy, loving, kind, generous people. And they inspire us, don't they? Those people that you see doing that, you go, I want more of that in my life. I want to be like that person that goes and steps into those places of conflict and begins to bring love. One of those ways that I've seen this take place in this community, in this room, many of you are part of this, is through what you guys have done in our relationship with our friends in Haiti. Um, I've shared this, and I'm going to continue to share this, that many of you are involved in not just financially giving towards this ministry, this connection that we have with our friend Absolu and these leaders that are in Haiti, but um, you've prayed. You've prayed for people to experience light in the midst of darkness. And I share this because we just got an update a couple weeks ago that they got 2,000 pounds of seeds. I don't even know what like, 2,000 pounds of seed looks like. I think there's a glimpse into it. This is a photo that was sent to us um, recently and um, by our friend Absolute, who's the leader down there. But 2,000 pounds of seed will now turn into crops. And I didn't put the photo up, but there's a, a video of the pastor's field who has friends, family, people in the community that are now planting 2,000 seeds. That's crazy to me. Like, think about 2,000 seeds, what that is. But what that's going to translate into, if you think about 2,000 seeds planted, reaping a harvest. To me, that's a glimpse into, that's one little piece of what it looks like to be people who advent, people who recognize that Jesus is stepping into the darkness and bringing light. And you guys are part of that. I'm not going to list everybody out in this room, but many of you are like given to it, prayed over it, and longed to see that. And I share that because I think that that's a glimpse into what light looks like stepping in, what it looks like to let our light shine. Because this isn't a candle, the one that you're holding. This isn't a candle that we're just going to light to symbolize Jesus coming in and being a, a light on a little wax candle. It's to symbolize what Jesus is doing in us what he's doing in our lives, that there's a rescue happening and we get to be rescuers. Jesus, I mean, we're not the one, we don't get the credit. Jesus works through us, but we get to participate in that and that's what 
we do right now. I'm going to light this candle, but I'm going to read this passage one more time before we do that. Because I think the hope candle, the candle of peace, the candle of joy, true contentment, if you want to just swap joy with contentment, and love comes from Jesus and Jesus alone. In him was life, and that life gave light to all. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot extinguish it. My prayer is that we would not be discouraged, that we would recognize that darkness is not going to be extinguished, that we get to participate in that pushing back of that darkness. And we get to be part of that. So when the angel told Mary to name her son Jesus, in the Hebrew, that name Jesus is the Lord saves, the Lord rescues. And that's what we're reminded of, is that there's a rescue that's taking place. Baby Jesus is a rescue. Jesus, life, death, and resurrection is a rescue in our lives, as well as lives in our community and globally in this world. And so let's light this candle. I have a lighter in my hand, so I'm going to light the candle of love because I believe that, again, it's amazing that this candle is being lit the same time that the Jesus candle is being lit, that we're invited to love. We get to be rescuers through love in the world that we live in. And so I'm going to light this candle, and from this single candle, I'm going to invite the front row. I'm going to invite Shelby and Alec to come up. And I'm going to light this, and we'll just pass it around. And I recognize this daylight, and oh, here. You can, you can start if you want. Here you go. Oh, no. Oh, we're going to light it first, and then you can blow it out, okay? There you go. You pass it on. Here you go. So the symbol of passing it around the room reminds us that as, we, as our light shines, we pass that on to others. And so just take a moment as we pass it around, and we're going to sing beautiful song to remind us of this light. So if you don't mind, just stand and we'll pass the, the light.
Savior is born.